gentlemen welcome into the out of the loop podcast we are recording live via skype because of this covid19 problem we are self-quarantining wait wait wait, what self-quarantining we're targeting (laughs) we're we're taking care of ourselves washing our hands 30 times a day um wiping everything down keeping our distances six feet apart uh we apologize for missing last week but due to some illnesses uh, we had to take precautions. So, my name is Rodney. I like to say hi to the Rod Pod Squad. Um, we are going to continue on with Game of Thrones 603 Oathbreaker. I am very familiar with Game of Thrones, and I'm partnered here with Shane. What's up, podcast people? Uh, I'm pretty sure I sound the worst, <laughs> uh, but that's okay. That's all good. And we are going to keep. Uh, trudging through and explaining everything to the unfamiliar Matt. Loop troop, stay inside. <laughs> that was funny. Be All safe. right. What's that? Be safe. Be safe. Yes. Definitely be safe. safe. Don't be an ass. Don't, don't 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 be that guy. Uh so Shane took his whole goddamn family on a walk today. <laughs> <laughs> Suicide mission. We knocking stayed, on people's uh, doors. We stayed away from people. It was cool. Yeah. All Do you right. kind of feel like this is the zombie apocalypse? No, not yet. Not yet. I it feel was... like Shane has been preparing himself for this his entire life. <laughs> right. It like, was, it's been freaking me out because the last, I guess, week has been like the first, you know, half hour of any. Yep zombie post-apocalyptic kind of movie that's out there uh-huh. and yeah it's it's freaky man yeah it's it's very weird uh, i i i actually think uh if there's one person i know that's going to survive this it it is shane because he is he has been preparing himself um his entire adult life um at least uh for this type of situation so all right so while you're preparing, though, what have you been watching? Uh, I'm uh, half halfway through season four of Parks and Rec. Nice. Uh, it's it's really good. Um, yeah. Rob Lowe, I could do without, but everyone what? else is. Yeah, no, he's no, I, not for me. Oh, <laughs> I thought he was a great character. <laughs> not for you, uh, Matt. Okay. Um... I've actually watched things that I that I haven't seen before lately, which is very different for me. Um, let's see. Uh, we finished season two of of you. Um, that was crazy. Uh, I still think you guys should probably check it out. Um, Wait, that's the one where he's a serial killer, right? Kills the girlfriend or. It's like uh, Dexter meets Fatal kind of thing. Oh, that's right. That's right. Um, And uh, my one-year-old Nicholas is reminding me right now 
that we've been watching a lot of the uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles cartoon. That's the one from 2012 to 2017. Uh, I had never really seen it before. I've actually seen it a couple yes, times. Yes. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> yeah. Hey, hey, do you want to say turtle power? Turtle power. Say it. <laughs> um, yeah, he calls them either TV turtles or whingy turtles, which I think he's trying to say ninja. Um, <laughs> Winchies. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I the only time I'd seen it was actually at, at Shane's house a couple times because his kids were into it a few years ago. Um, and I've really sat down and watched it the last couple days, and it's pretty good. Um, yeah, I liked it. Yeah, that was good. And then uh, my wife and I on this self isolation uh, weekend, um, our oldest children are with their dad for the weekend so we've had tv to ourselves and we watched um love is blind do you guys know what this is Mm -mm. okay it's a reality show on netflix and it's all these um single losers that (laughs) are tired of I mean, I feel like I can safely say that since we're we're all married, so I'm I'm not like talking shit about anybody here. Um, so they uh, there's like 15 uh, men and 15 women, and they are tired of like dating apps or whatever uh, because the world is so vain and we live in an Instagram world, or whatever. And so the men and the women don't see each other at all. They go into these pods. And they go on quote unquote dates and they just talk to each other through a wall. So they like get to know each other and stuff. And then um Is there like a glory hole or something? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, actually instead, the way you get out of these pods um happy is to for the man to propose. To the woman. What? Yeah. So. Like uh, legal binding? Yeah. So you make it. Hang on, buddy. So you make a connection with the person. You you propose. um, And then uh, you uh, you they, they send you on a trip to Cancun for a couple days. And then after that, you move in together. And you have 28 days to plan your wedding. And then you get to the wedding and the, the I do's are the actual like, like, are, are they staying together or not? So they do the whole, like they, they do the whole ceremony and then they get to the I do part. And then like one of them is like, nope, <laughs> like I, 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 I do not or whatever. Um, it was like peak car crash tv it was wonderful it was um terrible and and wonderful at at the same time well that's interesting because there's another um almost reality tv show it is a reality tv show on netflix called the circle oh i don't know what that one is so that's what we we watched that a couple weeks ago and finished it um so everyone gets isolated and they they're big on social media so everyone gets to their own apartment room and they update their profile picture 
their status and a little self description about them. And then they have chat rooms. And so there's like building of alliances and um, eventually two people become what's the word influencers and they then vote off a person for the week. So then, then they're gone. So the winner obviously gets money if, uh, if you're the last man standing uh, or woman standing. And so it's like social media survivor? Kind of, yes. Yeah, but it's actually pretty good. I'd, I'd recommend watching that one. It was pretty cool. A lot of huh. interesting characters. Um, well, yeah, I'll check that out. And then, uh, Rodney, you check out Love is Blind, and then Shane will completely ignore that this conversation ever happened. Yeah, I will never watch either of those. <laughs> um, Natalia will eat it up, so I'll watch that one. All right, so what happened on the last Game of Thrones? 602. Um, I'm not going to lie to you. I have zero recollection um, because, as our listeners might know, it's been a long time since we recorded um we two of the last three weeks we have not had episodes up and then the one week we did that not to uh expose ourselves but that was pre-recorded uh it was not live from the studio so uh 602 feels like a month ago and it probably was right yes yeah. uh funny enough it's called home because we're all at home uh shane do you have the notes up yeah so is that the episode where um a pandemic starts and uh (laughs) everybody has to stay is is it that one yeah i think so yes 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 that's uh in the north we've got uh some some big stuff happening um remember we've got uh who, who died who killed who uh, is that when Jon Snow died? No. He's dead already on this one. Remember uh, Ram- Ramsey? Oh, Ramsey killed his dad. Yeah, and right. then... And then his uh, stepmom and his uh, very newly born brother. Yes. He's a piece of shit. Yes. Yeah. Um, Sansa's with... Uh, Theon, Brienne, and Podrick, right? They're walking. Um, she learns from Brienne that Arya is still alive. Right. Uh, where does Theon want to go? Uh, to the Iron Islands. He wants to go home. Yeah. Uh, King's Landing, uh, Franken Mountain. He's yeah. out uh, killing people, right? Talking yeah. crap about Cersei. Um, High Sparrow stuff. What else? Cersei's uh, forbidden to leave the Red Keep. Remember, she uh, Tommen says she has to stay. Yeah, uh, that's pretty much it. Uh, Marine. Uh, Tyrion's in charge. Remember him and uh, Varys, Missandei, and Grey Worm are are ruling in Daenerys' stead. Um, Astapor and Yunkai have been retaken by their former masters. Uh, what happens to the dragons? Uh, Tyrion feeds them or something. I don't know. 
So he goes down and unchains them, remember? Oh, okay. Um, yeah, so they're, they're still underground, but they're now unchained. Uh, Bravos, Arya's still blind. Uh-huh. Right? She's getting beat up. Yeah. Um, appears to tempt her with food and give her her vision back. Uh, she refuses. She's still playing along. She's no one. Um, but after that, he brings her back to the House of Black and White. She's no longer a beggar. Uh, beyond the Wall, Bran Stark. He's uh, training. What What does he see? He has a vision, remember? Um, something about uh, Hodor. Yeah, so it's his, uh, his dad, his uncle, and his aunt. Uh, they're young, uh, just running muck in Winterfell. Hodor is uh, a real person, can talk. Um, What's his name? Willis. Willis. Uh, Bran wants to stay, but the Three-Eyed Raven says, no, you can't uh, get stuck there. You have to just kind of jump in, jump out. Um, Mira's getting upset because she's just sitting there watching him go all wide-eyed. The child of the forest says, he'll need you because he's not always going to be here. Oh, is that the weird-looking thing? Yeah. Child of the forest, okay. The children of the forest did a little elf things. Yeah. Uh, Iron Islands. Yara and Balon are arguing. Um, who who does Balon run into? Balon died, right? Yeah, he runs into his brother. Brother goes killed. Off the bridge. What's his name? Euron. 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 Uh, they have a funeral. Um, this is where we find out about the king's moot, and that's how they elect their leaders. Uh, Yara says she wants to take the throne, but the priest says, no, we'll, we'll let the people decide. Uh, at the wall, uh, Davos and them are still guarding the body. Uh, who comes to save the day? Uh, Melisandre. No, remember Ed and the Wildlings. Oh. They got the giant. Remember She's they there, killed her? Right? She's there, yeah. Okay. Uh, the Ed returns with the Wildlings. The giant wrecks people. Uh, the remaining people with Alistair Thorne uh, surrender. And then... Uh, this is where Davos pleads Melisandre to try and save John, and she ultimately succeeds. Cool. Remember? Yeah. Yeah, she she thought that she failed, and then she they, everybody leaves the room, and then he's like... <gasps> yes. Yeah. All right, so 603 Oathbreaker. Rodney, you still with us? Yes, I am. Okay, just make sure. Um, sleep for like the last 10 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> so 603 Oathbreaker, we start at uh, Castle Black. Uh, Davos is in the room with John. Uh, John sits up. 
Uh, he's still breathing real weird. Um, he's trying to catch his breath. Um, he sits up and he's looking at his chest, right? He's got all those nasty wounds on his chest. Um, uh, Davos, you know, is taken aback. Uh, takes off his cloak as he sees that John is cold to try and warm him up. Um, and this is when Melisandre comes back. Uh, Davos asks John, what do you remember? Uh, John says, they stabbed me. Uh, Ollie's the one that put the knife in my heart. Um, you know, I shouldn't be here. I, I should be dead. Uh, Davos says, the lady brought you back. And this is where Melisandre jumps in. Afterwards, after they stabbed you, after you died, where did you go? What did you see? Because um, she's very curious about, you know, what's what's after this. Uh, what do you think John said? Uh, nothing. Exactly. Like. Uh, nothing. There was nothing at all. Uh, Melisandre says, the Lord let you come back for a reason. Stannis was not the prince who was promised, but someone has to be. Um, and then Davos uh, basically kicks her out, um, says, we need a moment. Um, he tells John, you were dead and now you're not. That's completely fucking mad, seems to me. I can only imagine how it seems to you. Uh, John says, I did what I thought was right, and I got murdered for it, and now I'm back. Why? Uh, Davos says, I don't know. Maybe we'll never know. What does it matter? You go on. You fight for as long as you can. You clean up as much of this shit as you can. John says, I don't know how to do that. I thought I did, but I failed. And then Davos says, good. Now go fail again. Uh, so outside, the men are gathering in the courtyard. You know, they've heard um, at this point what's going on. Um, John walks out, sees Tormund. Uh, Tormund says, um, you know, the, these men think you're some kind of god. Uh, the men that return from the dead. Um, John says, well, I'm not a god. Tormund jokes about um, how he saw John's pecker and no <laughs> god um, would have that small. <laughs> Um, and Ed have a nice moment, a uh, hug, uh, and then we go to the narrow sea. So in the narrow sea, we have Sam, Gilly, and baby Sam on a ship sailing towards Old Town. Uh, Gilly's excited for an adventure, and Sam is getting seasick. Gilly tells Sam uh, she is looking forward to seeing Old Town. The captain of the ship says that it's the most beautiful city in Westeros. Sam explains women aren't permitted at the Citadel. There's no place uh, there for her or her baby. Sam tells her she is going to stay at his home in at Hornhill um, to stay with his family. Gilly is upset, uh, and then Sam starts to comfort her, says Gilly and the baby are, is all that he cares about now. Um, this is And this is what's best for them. And then Gilly starts to understand and trust into him. And then we go to some unknown place. Um, there are two structures on a hill with five riders on horseback heading towards it. We jump to a man in armor sitting down and sharpening his sword. There's a sigil on his armor, but it's blocked uh, from our view. Uh, he hears riders in the distance. There is another man with, uh, with a, another man he's sharpening his sword. Uh, he has armor as well with a dragon on it. Bran is there, standing uh, with the one-eyed raven, watching from a distance. Oh, so this is just a vision? Yeah. The riders arrive at the structure. Bran notes one of them who wrote up is his father, but he's like in his mid-twenties. 
Um, the three-eyed raven tells him the man behind him is uh, is Howland Reed, Mira's father. The two armored men already uh, at the structure, both are in Targaryen armor. They walk up to greet Ned and his men. One of the men is Tar- uh, in one of the men in the Targaryen armor is Sir Arthur Dane, the Sword of the Morning. Uh, Bran says his father told him he was the best swordsman he ever saw. So then there's an interaction between them. So Dane says, Lord Stark, Ned, I look for you. I looked for you at the Trident. Man, uh, the man with the Dane says, uh, with Sir Dane says, we weren't there. Your friend, the usurper, would lie beneath the ground if we had been. Exactly. Ned goes, uh, Robert Baratheon. Oh. Yeah, so the Ned, he said, the Mad King is dead. Rhaegar lies beneath the ground. Why weren't you there to protect your prince? Arthur Dane says, our prince wanted us here. Ned says, where's my sister? And Ned looks up towards the building. Arthur Dane says, I wish you good fortune in the wars to come. And now it begins. He then pulls, uh, puts on his helmet. And Ned says, no, now it ends. So the men start to fight. Sir Arthur Dane pulls out two swords, so he's dual wielding. Uh, one of the Ned's men is killed. Uh, Ned kills the man uh, with Dane. So there was two Targaryen. One was Arthur Dane and the other guy. And Ned had five guys with him, I think including him. So four guys and then him. So five to all together. Uh-huh. The, uh, the remaining men with Ned surround Dane, but Dane holds them off by himself. It's badass, dude. He's like blocking like with his back, his back, his front with two swords. Uh, Dane cuts down one man, then another, then another, leaving him, leaving just Ned and him. As the and two the, men fight, oh, go ahead. The sword of the morning. Morning, that is, yeah, that's yeah. Pretty- as the two men fight, Bran notes that Dane is better than his father, and the Three-Eyed Raven agrees, far better. Bran says, but my father beat him. Three-Eyed Raven says, did he? Bran, I know he did. I heard the story a thousand times. Dane is continuing to push back Ned until he finally unarms him and is about to strike with one of, when one of the men that Ned had brought stabs Dane in the back of the neck. So, uh, Dane falls to his knees Ned has this confused look on his face Brand He stabbed him in the back That's what Brand says He stabbed him in the back Ned picks up his sword and finishes off Dane He then hears screaming in the tower And looks up and runs towards the tower And the screaming is from a girl So Sword of the morning Does that mean like Sword from early in the day Or sword of like sadness Day Okay, got it. <laughs> it'd be Wait. badass. A sword of the morning. Yeah, it's like because I kill everybody. Yeah. Wait, I, I didn't. I just assumed it meant like early day, but it could be. Yeah, both. That's good. Well, there's it's spelt. Oh, I don't actually. I don't know how it's spelled. We that's what I mean. I, I yeah. Wrote, yeah. I don't know. Good call. Yeah, we'll that's interesting. That. Uh, Brand. Uh, so Brand says, "What's in the tower?" The three-eyed raven. That's enough for one day. We'll visit again another time. Brand. I want to see where, where he's going. The three-eyed raven, time to go. Ned goes to climb the stairs of the tower as the screaming continues. Bran says, father, really loud. When Bran yells out, Ned actually stops and turns around like he heard something. And when he lo- sees nothing, he continues back up the stairs. Bran runs behind him until the three-eyed raven appears in front of him and forces him out. 
Bran, why did you do that? Take me back there. I want to go back. The Three-Eyed Raven, no. Bran, he heard me. The Three-Eyed Raven, maybe. Maybe he heard the wind. Bran, he heard me. Three-Eyed Raven, the past is already written. The ink is dry. Bran, that's in the tower. What's in the tower? I want to go back there. And the Three-Eyed Raven, I told you many times, stay too long where you don't belong and you will never return. Bran, why do I want to return? So I can be crippled again? So I can talk to an old man in a tree? The Three-Eyed Raven, you think I want to sit here for a thousand years watching the world from a distance as the roots grow around me? Bran, so why did you? The Three-Eyed Raven, I was waiting for you. Bran, I don't want to be you. Three-Eyed Raven laughs, I don't blame you. You won't be here forever. You won't be an old man in a tree. But before you leave, you must learn. And Bran asks, Learns, learn what? And then Three-Eyed Raven says, everything. And then we go to Vase South Rock. Um, I did Google Sword of the Morning just to see what would come up. And it is morning as in early day. Cool. Oh, okay. Because uh, it's a title of House Dane bestowed on the knight who bears the ancestral great sword, Dawn, D-A-W-N. Ah. House Dane, who is deemed worthy, can carry it. For this reason, the Swords of the Morning are all famous throughout the Seven Kingdoms. Oh, that's cool. Nice. Yeah. So, Matt, what do you, what what time period is this where this vision happened? Uh, what's going on around? I assume that this is when the uh, the Mad King is especially mad. <laughs> he he no, he's dead now. He just oh. like within a month or whatever time frame, he's dead, and his son died. Oh, so they call him the usurper. So that means Robert Baratheon oh, just because... became king. Okay, gotcha. So this is all right. Well, I don't know then. I don't know when this would have. Right. Why? So, well, no, I just want to make sure you understand what we're seeing and, and maybe think about why we're seeing it. Yes. Um, so these two of the best swordsmen are guarding this tower that we hear a lady screaming in. And why, and, why is Ned there? Uh, am I supposed to know this right now? Or do, do I find out later? We You kind of hinted I mean, at it at the, the first history, beginning of the action. Yeah, we, we've gone over the history a little bit, and this is just kind of reinforcing what's happening, actually showing us. Huh. Okay. Oh, so, hang on. Because I, I would believe if he's going into the... In, if there's like a screaming girl and he's going into the tower, and the reason why I said the Mad King is I figured that that was his uh, his sister. And then his yeah. sister... But his sister was killed by the Mad King, right? No, no, no. Ned's oldest brother was. What? His sister was kidnapped by Rhaegar. I thought she was set on fire. No. Oh. So, is it her? We're assuming. Yeah? yeah? Oh, okay. Yeah, so the history is Rhaegar, uh, remember, he was married to, uh, what's her face? Martell? Yeah, the Martell. And then at one of the um, 
competition, yeah, tournaments. Um, he won, and basically he's granted whatever he wants, and he rode past his wife to Ned's sister. Okay. This is at the point when she was betrothed to Robert. Right. Which that single act started uh, the war. Robert's Rebellion. Yeah. Oh, that's what leads to, like, Jamie killing the king and stuff. Yes. Right. I think the course of everything, Jamie would have ended up killing the king anyways because he was the Mad King for a reason. Yeah, he yeah. was torn anyway. Okay. Yeah. But so, this yeah, is so, now why great families are in it. For yeah, some reason, so essentially, I, I thought that the Mad King killed Ned's sister. And I thought that was like the reason that Robert went after him in the first place. No, no, no. He went after him because Rhaegar kidnapped uh, the sister. His and Rhaegar was the, the Mad King's son. Yes. The Mad Prince. <laughs> yes. Okay. All right. All right, so we go to uh, Vase Dothrak. Um, Daenerys is walking with the Khalazar um, as they reach um, the Holy City. Um, this is where we've got the uh, horse statues kind of making an arc where they have to ride underneath to get there. Um, call Moro, right, the guy in charge that she's with. Uh, take her to the Dosh Kaleen. Where's that? <laughs> I don't understand most of what you just said. <laughs> Your guess so, is good as mine. So the oh, dot the subtitles on is um, it's the remember when a the wife of a call dies, they are sent okay. to the gotcha. Yep, that's it's the the house of the uh, of the the call widows. Yes. Okay. Uh, so she gets there. Um, the elder Dosh Colleen has Daenerys stripped. And uh, all her jewelry removed. And then she's given this uh, plain brown rag of a dress that matches all the other widows. Uh, Daenerys tells the elder that you're making a mistake, uh, a mistake that you will regret. Um, the elder, Dosh Kaleen, explains, I was once the wife of the great Call, who she thought would conquer the world. But he died just like Call Drogo did. Uh, she explains that Daenerys is young. And will come to understand the ways things work eventually, um, if she is fortunate to stay with them. Um, because Daenerys left after uh, Drogo died, uh, basically the calls will decide her fate. Does she get to stay here or does she die? Um, uh, and then basically they they all return to Vaestothrak to. Uh, convene and discuss, okay, well, what's our battle plan? What cities are we going to attack? Which tribes are we going to enslave? Um, and also, while they're there, they're going to decide Daenerys' fate. Okay. Uh, go to Marine. So in Marine, uh, Varys is sitting in the throne room of the Great Pyramid. Uh, the whore who was uh, assisting the Sons of the Harpy, the one that killed the... Um, the unsullied by sliding, sli uh, having his throat slit like they were cuddling or whatever. Jesus Christ, Rodney. She's a, she's a person, too. Well, I don't have a name, and I'm going off these notes. This oh, actually. <laughs> Here it is. He knows her name is Vala. <laughs> 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 I 
<laughs> my bad, my bad. And that uh, she he so Varus tells her like, I know your name is Vala, and that you've been helping the sons of the harpy murder the unsullied and the second sons. Uh, she tries to defend herself, says that the only, the ones uh, she helped kill were foreign soldiers brought here by a foreign queen to destroy her city and their history. Vara starts to explain how he sees things and brings up uh, her son's name, Dom. This passive-aggressive threat takes her back. She, uh, He says her son is safe, uh, but the penalty for helping kill the queen soldier is death. He tells her that he has booked passage for her and her son on a ship heading to Pentos, plus a huge bag of silver. If she helps him, or she dies. So he's manipulating people, and or he has all this information. Varys is very cool. I, I really like this character. Uh, so still in Marine, we have Tyrion. Uh, Tyrion is sitting with Grey Worm and Missandei at the council chamber. Uh, Tyrion is bored. He is trying to have an entertaining conversation with them, but they are all business. Tyrion now wants to play a game, a drinking game, uh, but the two, but the other two don't drink. Tyrion is racking his brain on how uh, to best pass the time when Varys walks in. Varys found out that the masters of Astapor and Yunkai are funding the Sons of the Harpy. With help from the... Um, Sorry, with help from the Masters of Atlantis. Uh, Grey Worm says that they should go reconquer Astapor and Yunkai and kill all the Masters. But Tyrion asks, who will protect Marine if the Unsullied leave? Tyrion asks Varys to send a message to the Masters of Yunkai, Astapor, and Volantis. And then we go to King's Landing. So, <clears throat> in uh, King's Landing, uh, Kyburn is in his uh, laboratory... And there's <laughs> seven but, children with him. Question. What? Um, when you guys were watching this episode, did you want them to hurry the hell up and get back to Castle Black because you want to know what's going to happen with Jon Snow? Yes. Okay. Yes. Because I'm like everything else. I'm just like, all right, just hurry the fuck up. And I don't <laughs> care. I don't care about Daenerys. I don't care about, as Rodney called them, a, a some whore. From, from Marine. <laughs> My bad. I'm sorry. She didn't have a name until he named her. All right. Go ahead. Uh, so we've got the seven children with um, Kyburn. Then these are uh, Varus's little birds before he left. Um, oh. Ask, you know, is, is Varus ever coming back? Kyburn says, I don't think so. Um, they say they miss Varus because he used to give them sweets. Uh, Kyburn then uh, hands them all candied plums, lets them know there is more uh, where that came from. Uh, all he needs is, in return, are whispers. So he's recruiting uh, Varus's old kids. Um, the mountain walks down the steps with uh, Jamie and Cersei. Uh, the children scurry off because of the monster. Um, Jamie asks, what did you do to him exactly? I haven't been able to get a clear answer. Uh, Kyburn says, oh, a number of things. Uh, Jamie asks, you know, does he understand what we're saying? Because basically all the mountain does is kind of stares off in the distance. And basically Cersei tells him to do something and he does it. Um, Jamie uh, continues on. I mean, to the extent that he ever understood complete sentences in the first place, 
Um, and at this point, the mountain kind of turns his head, looks at Jamie directly, and Jamie jumps back. Um, Kyburn says he understands well enough. Um, and then Jamie says, so tell him to march into the sept and crush the high sparrow's head like a melon. Uh, Cersei says the high sparrow has hundreds of faith militants surrounding him. Sir Gregor can't face them all and he won't have to. He'll only have to face one. Um, Jamie asks, has the faith leveled any official charges yet? Cersei says, not yet. Uh, Jamie says, that is one trial by combat I look forward to watching. Uh, Cersei says, don't stop at the city. I want little birds in Dorne, in High Garden, in the north. If someone is planning on making our losses their gains, I want to hear it. If someone is laughing at the queen who walks naked through the streets, covered in shit, I want to hear it. I want to know who they are. I want to know where they are. Uh, so we go to the meeting of the small council. Uh, Pycelle is complaining about Kyburn, says he is worse than Varus ever was. Um, Kevin, Mace, and Lady Olena are there uh, as Pycelle continues to ramble. Um, he just continues to complain about uh, Kyburn. And then this is where uh, Cersei, Jamie, and Mountain walk in, unbeknownst to Pycelle. So he's continuing to ramble while they're basically walking behind him. Um, he gets caught basically saying, you know, talking about the mountain, we should put him down um, as the mountain is right behind him. Uh, Kevin asks, uh, can I help you? And then um, Cersei says, Kevin. Why are you here uh, to Elena? Because basically she's not supposed to be there. Uh, Mace uh, futilely tries to say my mother and then Elena talks over him. She says, I was invited, my dear, to help deal with several troublesome issues such as the Queen's imprisonment. Cersei says, thank you for bringing it up. It's well past time we address the abuses that I endured. Elena says, Marjorie is the Queen. You are not the Queen because you're not married to the King. I do appreciate these things can get a bit confusing in your family. Ooh. Uh, well played. Kevin, well played. <laughs> Kevin continues. Uh, this is a small council meeting. You have no position on the small council. Uh, Jamie says, I'm the Lord Commander of the King's Guard. The Lord Commander of the King's Guard does have a position on the small council. Uh, Cersei says, Grand Maester Pycelle, would you sanction that statement? Uh, Pycelle says, well, um, I would say Sir Gerald Hightower had a seat on the Mad King's Council, of course. That was the Mad King. King Robert saw things differently. Uh, Jamie basically just blows through him, uh, pulls up a chair, and sits down. Uh, Cersei takes a seat, uh, asks, what about Marcella's death, uncle? Can I say something? Yeah. Gerald Hightower sounds like it is the first Game of Thrones name that just sounds like some random college football player. <laughs> uh, do you consider the murder of your own blood a troublesome issue? Jamie says the same woman who murdered Marcella, <coughs> had, she overthrew House Martell and have taken control of Dorne. We've got a lot to discuss, all of us together. Cersei says, and seeing as you cannot make us leave, we best get on with it. Kevin says, no, we cannot make you leave, and you cannot make us stay. Not unless you're going to have uh, that thing murder us all. So basically, him, uh, Mace, and Pycelle get up and leave with uh, Olena. Uh, we go to the Sept of Baylor. <coughs> uh, 
Um, the High Sparrow was on his knees praying when Tommen and his guards uh, arrived to chat. The High Sparrow says, Your Grace. Tommen says, My mother would like to see her daughter's final resting place. Remember, she's stuck at the, the Red Keep. Yeah. Uh, Sparrow says, I'm sorry, Your Grace. That's not possible. Not yet. Thomas says, well, when will it be possible? The sparrow says, when she's fully atoned for her sins. Thomas says, you cut off her hair and march her naked through the streets in front of the whole city. That wasn't the full atonement? Sparrow says, no. She must stand trial before seven septons so we can learn the true extent of her sins. Uh, Thomas tries to get bold, says, I want you to let her see Marcella's resting place. I am the king. Sorry. The High Sparrow says, yes, you are. Thomas says, and what does that mean to you? Sparrow says, it means a great deal to me. The crown and the faith are the twin pillars of the world. Do you know who told me that? Your mother. Thomas says, my mother who is unclean? My mother who still needs to atone after all you put her through? The High Sparrow says... How do you think the mother above first came to us? How did men and women first come to feel the mother's presence? Hmm? It was through their own mothers. <laughs> he said, hmm? <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's a great deal of falsehood in Cersei. You know that. But when she speaks of you, the mother's love outshines it all. Her love for you is more real than anything else in this world because it doesn't come from this world. But you know that. You felt it. You've seen uh, you've seen her when she talks to you. Uh, Thomas says yes. So this is where uh, the High Sparrow is kind of uh, cowing him a little bit. Um, Sparrow goes on. It's a great gift. One I never had. Envy. One more thing for me to atone for. Your grace. Do you? May I? So basically he's uh, on his knees and he's getting tired. So he wants to sit down. Um, Thomas says of course. And they both uh, sit down. Sparrow continues, when your mother made her walk of atonement, she did it to get back to you. Thomas says, I still don't understand why you want to put her through any more than she's already endured. High Sparrow says, it's not what I want, it's what the gods want. They make their will known to us, and it's up to us to either accept or reject it. Please, if, we, if we're to be just and good, then we accept it. All of us, even kings. A true leader avails himself of the wisest counsel he can, and no one is wiser than the gods. Tommen says, my grandfather once said something similar, except for the part about the gods. High Sparrow finishes off, the gods work through him whether he knew it or not, as they work through your mother. There's so much good in all of us, the best we can do is help each other bring it out. And we go to Bravos. So in Bravos, we are at the House of Black and White with Arya. Uh, uh, <laughs> so guess what we have? We have a fucking montage. Hell yeah. So it's Arya fighting Waif with sticks and Arya getting beat up. It shows her sitting down, playing the game of faces, getting hit uh, when she tells a lie. Arya's in a lab smelling powders and bowls, trying to decipher what they are. As the montage continues, she's getting better. Blo- What's up? She doesn't have her, her vision yet, right? No, no, no. Yeah, so she's getting better. She's starting to be able to block some of Waif's attacks. During their time, during their talk, 
Arya admits she took the hound off her list before he she let, left him to die. Uh, so in the lab, uh, she's making some concoction with Jock and watching. She gets beat uh, by Waif until... Uh, so the montage kind of ends where she's fighting Waif and she gets knocked down and Waif turns to leave. But Arya then stands up for more. Uh, Waif says, who else was on Arya's fun... Yeah. Hang on. <laughs> okay. So Shane, I don't know if you're if you're partaking in this yet, but um, you uh, so Skype has the option of oh. subtitles, and um, <laughs> Jacken just got censored. <laughs> <laughs> oh, where, that's funny. That? It's um the three dots on the bottom right. Yeah, you can turn <laughs> subtitles on. Yeah. <laughs> it was catching all the stuff that Dothraki, like Dane Eris, was spelling it right. Uh, everything else was pretty good. Yeah, most of what Shane said picked up good. It was just like like um, random times it changed Cersei to like Cerosi, um, <laughs> and then I, I I I just noticed that one of the times you said so one of the times you said Jack and it said Jack and and then one <laughs> of the, the Jack and it it gets it. <laughs> awesome all right um you're fine and then so it's waif having a conversation with aria and she says waif says to aria who else was on aria stark's funny little list aria says cersei lannister craigor clegane walder frey waif that's a short list that can't be everyone you want to kill are you sure you're not forgetting someone aria says which name would you like a girl to speak so we have another fight scene, and Arya is able to knock Waif uh, back, hitting her in the face. Uh, Waif then turns off, uh, turns around, walks off in defeat as Jacken uh, watches. Arya is now back in the main room, the one that has the pool and the statues. Um, she's sitting on the ground, uh, almost like she's meditating. Jacken comes. If a girl tells me her name, I will give her eyes back. Arya says, a girl has no name. Jacken, Come. He then he has Arya walk towards the pool, fills her a cup for her. Our, um, Arya takes the cup but hesitates. Jacken says, "If a girl is truly no one, she has nothing to fear." Arya closes her eyes and drinks. When she opens them, her eyes are back to normal. Jacken says, "Who are you?" And Arya says, "No one." So now it goes to Winterfell, and in Winterfell, um. Ramsay is sitting at a table with Lord Karstark. Uh, they have a visitor by the name of Small John Umber. Ramsay asks why Umber is here. Umber says Jon Snow let wildlings pass the wall, and he loves fighting wildlings. Been doing it all his life, but there are too many of the Umbers to fight alone. Ramsay says if the Umbers pledge their banners to House Bolton and swear filthy to him as Warden of the North, they will fight together to destroy the bastard and all his <laughs> wildling friends. Umber, Umber says he's not kissing Ramsay's ring, or, uh, or and he won't kneel either. Ramsay asks, how is he going to be able to trust Umber if he won't honor tradition? Umber says he has a gift. As two men walk in, uh, with as his men walk in, walks in with two people, both wearing hoods. Who do you think these two people are? Uh, say that again. 
So Lord Umber walks in. He's talking. You know, he's like, "I need an alliance or whatever." And they bring in two people, and they're wearing hoods, like they're covered their face for a reason. Two, yeah, two um, prisoners. As yeah, pres- two prisoners. Okay, not two people to be a part of the alliance. No, 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 prisoners. Correct. Uh huh. Um, shit. It- Theon and somebody? I don't know who would have been with, with Theon. So they take off the first hood, and it's a woman by the name of Asha. Do you remember Asha? Osha? <laughs> yes, Osha. <laughs> <laughs> I get so happy. The text, it says, Osha? <laughs> it's <just> so bolded. <laughs> no, Asha, she was the wildling that was helping the Stark boys escape. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's um the other Stark with it. Yeah. With then the second is a boy, and it's Rickon. Rickon's Rick. tall as hell now. He's like sixteen feet tall. Not really, but he's like really tall. Ramsey questions, "Who is he supposed? To, how is he supposed to know this is Rickon?" And Umber brings in something. What do you think he brings in? Um, the uh the head of a direwolf. Correct. He brings in Shaggy Dog's head. Yeah. I mean, that's sad, but I'm glad that I got it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And then we go to Castle Black. Good. So, Castle Black, John is sitting uh, in his room alone. Ed enters and says it's time. Everyone is outside uh, as John walks up to the. I wrote gibbet. You know what that is? No, I have no idea what a gibbet is. So basically, it's a platform where they hang people. Oh, okay. So we got. Oh. Are they going to hang everybody that stabbed him? Yeah. So Uh, Alistair Thorne, Othel Yarwick, Bowen Marsh, and Ollie are there, basically ready to go with the nooses around their necks. They're just waiting for him to, to do it. John says, Do you have any last words? Uh, Othel says it isn't right that John is alive. John says it wasn't right to kill him. So tit for tit. Uh, Bowen Marsh says his mother is still alive. He's basically crying. He's scared. Uh, she's in White Harbor. Ask John to write her. Tell her that I died fighting the wildlings. Uh, Alistair is next. Says he had a choice. Betray John or betray the Night's Watch. Uh, he says, you brought an army of wildlings into our lands, an army of murderers and raiders. If I had to do it all over knowing where I'd end up, I'd pray I'd make the right choice again. Uh, John says, I'm sure you would, Sir Alistair. Uh, Alistair continues, I fought, I lost, now I rest. But you, Lord Snow, you'll be fighting their battles forever. Uh, John walks in front of Ollie. But Ollie just has his rage face on and says nothing. Uh, John walks to the rope that will drop the platform beneath the men and cuts it. Uh, All watch as the men struggle and then eventually die. Uh, This is a pretty badass moment. John walks uh, up to Ed. Ed says they should burn the bodies. John says you should. Uh, He takes off his cloak, gives it to Ed. Ed asks, what do you want me to do with this? John replies, wear it, burn it, whatever you want. You have Castle Black. John walks off, 
but not before finishing with my watch has ended. Whoa. And that's the end yeah. of it. Whoa. That's really good. Yes. Uh, that was a great line right there. Man. That's good stuff. Yeah. What's going to happen? He's going to go to Winterfell. <clears throat> okay. Because we need to have some uh, some bastards battling, you know? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, well, by the way, if we if we ever record in the same place again, um, <laughs> you're going to be quarantined forever. Uh, for for season seven, maybe write the episode on the board as we're starting. Yeah. Well, and and like it's it's not like it's not like we've had this happen before. This is the first time in six <laughs> seasons where I read something and I was like, oh shit. That has to mean something, you know. Um, but in the event that that there's another one that's like kind of obvious to to figure out, um, let's hold off on that. Wow. Uh, like but, the uh, title, the next title, "Death yeah. of Theon." <laughs> <laughs> that's how they do it. Uh, like the last season of Game of Thrones, basically they just said episode one, episode two, episode three. Yeah. Episode- so it came out, and that that started watching it. That's when they would show you what it was called. Yeah, like I don't, I don't want to be spoiled when the second to last episode is called "Everybody Fucking Dies." <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, he's gonna go to Winterfell. Uh, I mean, I don't know, you know, when necessarily, but he's got to get there by episode nine. So uh, there's that, and he's gonna be even more motivated now that Rickon is stuck there yeah uh, unless they just like send rickon's head to castle black um oh shit you know what i'm gonna say that that's what happens uh, that's your prediction yeah um and uh i don't know i mean what else what else could happen i mean aria i feel like she's on borrowed time at the the house of black and white because waif is not gonna stand having somebody better than there um i don't know where's she gonna go i uh winterfell the boltons well she doesn't know the boltons are there oh very true um she's gonna try to go home and when she gets well she knows her brother died She's going to get there just in time to join the battle with John. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, I don't know what else could possibly happen. Sweet. Cool. Yeah. All right, cool. So thanks for listening to the Out of the Loop podcast. Uh, this is a little different, so some of the sound might be off, but appreciate you listening. Uh, visit us on our, or rate, su- subscribe, review, um, follow us on Instagram and Twitter at OOTL podcasts, and feel free to send us an email at OOTLpod at gmail.com. And if you uh, took the time to listen to this episode, uh, please email us to let us know how the sound was, because we might need to do this for a while. And um, 
Also, uh, since we have figured this out, and if the sound is not complete shit, uh, maybe we can start doing some extra bonus episodes with some stuff that people want to listen to since everybody is stuck at home. And if you are listening to this, um, which, like, there's, you know, I, I mean, I guess there's a few people out there that do. Um, please take all of this stuff seriously, all the stay inside stuff, because we made I made a joke at the beginning. But really, like this is let's just hang out for a while and let this thing pass and we can put some fun stuff up on uh, your favorite podcatcher uh, for you to uh, listen to while you're bored at home. Very well, good. Uh, I don't have anything else to say, Shane. Uh, winter's coming. Stay inside. Out of the loop, out of the loop, out of the loop, out of the loop.